This delightful program is brought to you by Squarespace. Beautiful websites for beautiful bands like walkthemoonband.com. So the name of their tour is Talking is Hard. It's not that hard, guys. I'm doing it now. Most of the time, I can't stop talking. I mean, you literally would have to cut me off. One time I told... Yeah, 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 Alec Baldwin, we get it. You are talking too much, but you like Squarespace, and we like Squarespace, so we appreciate you getting on our podcast to help us plug one of our great sponsors. Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Bryant. And there's Jerry Rowland. So this is Stuff You Should Know. Hi, Frozen Body. <laughs> That's the second time I've been able to do that on this show. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first one? Cryonics, colon, high frozen body. <laughs> yeah. Exclamation point. August 2011. Yeah. But cryonics is not the same thing as cryotherapy. No. So if you think, you guys are doubling up already. No. Nope. Well, they could even toss out medically induced hypothermia. We did yeah. that one too. All different. Totally different. Mostly different. Yeah. Um, no, we're talking cryotherapy. It's, um, specifically whole body cryotherapy. Yeah. Cause cryotherapy has been around for a really long time. Have you ever had a wart? No. Oh, you never had this happen to you? Huh? Well, actually I did have, um, I forgot I had the plantar warts on my feet. Did you get them burned off? Um, I did. Not pleasant. Yeah, and those are a bugger. I used to get warts here there when I was a kid, and I would go to the doctor, and they would open a freezer and take out like a, a this crazy jar of metal warts. thermos. Oh. Not a jar <laughs> of warts that they collected. Yeah, I thought they feed them to you, and that's how you get rid of your warts. <laughs> is that an old wives' tale? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> when I, my mom would take me to the witch, and that's how uh-huh. I would get rid of my warts. <laughs> um, no, they would just take it, take a little swab of the stuff, and like. Put the swab onto your wart, and it would just burn it off. Yeah. Like, they burned it by freezing it. Yeah. Because they're using liquid nitrogen. It was so cold that it burns. It basically just burns tissue. You know what I actually have at home right now? What? I have a spray can of medical freezing spray. Neat. Because I used to go to the uh, doctor to get my skin tags removed. Mm Mm-hmm. Because my body is just lousy with them here in my old age. And then you just finally just stole the can so you can do it yourself? Didn't steal a can. I bought a can. You can buy this. Bought? Yeah, on Amazon. Bought? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I got a little uh, the little sharp clipper. Not nail clippers, but like... Um, scissors? No, not scissors. It's sort of in between a nail clipper and a scissor. <laughs> it looks like something you get at a hardware store. Is it like scissors, but then the end's bent at like a 45 degree angle? No, they look like just a pair of dykes, like in a toolbox, but they're for your toe and uh, fingernail kit. I don't know what those are. I'll just show them to you. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to start uh, blasting them and cutting them off myself, <laughs> or I'm going to have Emily do it. Really? I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, please make a video <laughs> of this, or Facebook Live it. Yeah, yeah. That's the new thing. Yeah, look out for that, people. Facebook. It's uh, it's their version of Periscope. Yeah, I'm and, sure they, uh, they don't really like that, but that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and we're going to try it out. Yeah. I guess tour, with the right? Medical uh, burning of moles, or yeah. skin tags, not moles. Bring your little clippers and your uh, medical freezing spray okay. on tour, and I will film it, and we'll just see what happens. I don't know if I could get that through uh, security. 
you just have to throw it over the metal detector and go, <laughs> as you go through and catch it on the other side. Is that side. the trick? I think so. Gotcha. That's what I learned in Boondock Saints. Uh, oh man, what a movie. Man, that guy, I wanted, I've never seen the documentary about. Oh, to- well that's better than Tony the movie. Duffy? I can't remember. I think it was. The bar owner turned, yeah. um, like, Hollywood Wonderkin yeah. turned guy who blew it all, right? Dude, that's Troy a, Duffy. A great documentary. That's his name, is Troy Duffy. Yeah. I want to see it. All right, so movie sidetracked already. <clears throat> oh, cryotherapy, I'm sorry. So when you take liquid nitrogen, yeah, um, I, that's really how sidetracked I just got. Yeah. Like, I forgot what we were talking about for a second. Cryotherapy. When you take liquid nitrogen and put it on your tissue, that's um, local cryotherapy. That's like a, that's, there's no question that that actually works and what it does. We understand it. Yeah. Whole body cryotherapy is different. It's kind of this trendy new thing in like health and spas, where you basically get into what they call a cold sauna and are exposed to liquid nitrogen gas. Yeah. And there supposedly it has a whole range of health benefits, which should immediately set off your skeptical antenna. Yeah, if something like cures ten ailments, it sounds a lot like snake oil to me. <laughs> well, especially when the the ailments are very vague. Yeah, do you know what I, I want is I want something that cures the one ailment I have. Right. Not hey, it'll help with these eight things. Yeah, and I'm not faulting anybody who's saying like, well, we don't know that this how it works. We just know it works yeah. because. A lot of Western medicine has no idea how their effective treatments work. They just know they do work. So there's, there's, I have no issue with that. The problem with cryotherapy, as we should just say right off the bat, is there's really no scientific evidence that this works at all. Yeah. Um, it has maybe a little bit of um, a, an impact on inflammation, but we'll get to all that. I'm getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Don't spoil it. Sorry. I think um, I already did. Should we edit that part out? No, let's leave it in there. All right. Uh, but first, let's go back to Japan in the 1970s. Let's take the Wayback Machine. Which I bet Japan in the 70s was a pretty fun place to be. Swing it. You know? Yes. Uh, to the office of Dr. Toshima, is it? Yamauchi. Yamauchi. Uh, and he was supposedly the first guy... Uh, the first doctor to actually use cryotherapy, and in his case, he used it to help treat rheumatoid arthritis patients. Still doing it. Oh, I'm sure. He has a clinic on an island called, I believe, Kyushu. Oh, I thought it was going to be Yamauchi Island. It might as well be, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. That guy's getting loaded these days. I'm sure. Because oh, I... money, not... <laughs> well, maybe both. Okay. <laughs> high, high, high-end Japanese scotch and money. Yeah. Um, I mean, Japanese scotch, that's good stuff. But he, Yes, it is. Did you know... Seriously, um, uh, Crown Royal Rye won like world's best whiskey yeah. recently. This is the second time you've told everybody. I'm this. just so astounded <laughs> by it. I've yet to try it, actually. I know. Have you? No, but we'll try it on the road, maybe. Okay. If we can get our hands on some. So uh, Yamauchi was trying it with the uh, rheumatoid arthritis patients, and then uh, it spread through Europe and eventually made its way over here, where it became a, uh, has become a very trendy thing and of course celebrities if they're in on it then you know it's the latest and yeah maybe not greatest treatment because celebrities they're just like us yeah except they have more money to waste on frivolous things <laughs> so um i love how you just kind of glossed over it but how it got here apparently in the soviet block they picked up on this treatment that was being used for rheumatoid arthritis in japan soviet athletes 
And you know it probably wasn't by choice back then. They were forced into these things. Right. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Like the all-drug Olympics guy. Like get down off the uh, <clears throat> the balance beam and get in that... Get in that cold sauna. Cold sauna. Yeah. But the whole idea um, that this is... that this there's some sort of benefit, health benefit to cold. It doesn't lie with uh, Yamauchi. No. Um, there's, it goes back quite a long way. Um, there's this whole idea that taking a cold plunge, cold water immersion. Yeah, like the polar bear uh, clubs. Yeah, in Finland they call it avatuinti. So they get in the sauna and then they run out in their uh, bearskin underwear. Yes. Because it's Finland. And they jump in the cold, icy waters of the nearby lake, and uh, it's supposed to rejuvenate them and uh, make them uh, gasp for air yeah. as their body heals. Right. It's it's supposed to improve mood. Sure. Well, in- increase your metabolism. Uh huh. Do all sorts of crazy stuff. But this whole idea um, that that has health benefits. I was very surprised. I figured I would find like, oh, the Finns were the ones who started this or maybe yeah. in Iceland or something like that. Um, I couldn't find anything that talked about the history of ice swimming um, further back than what this article comes up with, which who is, is a, who? a guy in New York named Professor Sugarman. <laughs> Sugarman. Yeah. Surely Sugarman. Yeah, Sugarman. But, but I like he is sh- the Sugarman. Sugarman, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was that in the 1800s when he was the human polar bear? And yeah. He would get into uh, the icy rivers in New York, and um, he was a health guy. And so he said, "This is helping my body out. You should do it, even right. though you think I'm crazy." And by the way, graham crackers cure masturbation. <laughs> is that a thing? Oh yeah, really, dude. We've got to do like that whole road to Wellville thing yeah, sometime. Totally. That was such an interesting. Was that uh, Kellogg? Yeah, I believe so. From the cereal Kellogg. Kellogg, but there was a Dr. Graham who came up with Graham crackers. Yeah. um, Like, there was a whole bunch of crazy thinking at that time that was really interesting. I saw um, that movie way back when, but it's been a while. Anthony Hopkins, right? Yeah, and I think, God, wasn't Matthew Broderick in it? I feel like it's been a while. Was it made in the late 80s? Yeah, I think Matthew so. Broderick was in it. <laughs> or maybe What, what was 90s. the one that he was in, The Freshman? Did you ever see that with Bruno Kirby and yeah, Marlon Brando? I, I saw good part movie. of that just the other day, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I thought, one. how odd that Brando would agree to reprise his role from The Godfather mm-hmm. in a comedic way. Right. Kind of like De Niro has done to lesser success. You know what else was a good Brando movie? Um, Don Juan DeMarco. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Although I'm speaking from like... You when know. you saw it back then? Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, I bet it holds up. I bet it's very relevant. <laughs> Timely and topical. <laughs> they mention El Chapo all over the place. <laughs> so, uh, like you said, they have done some studies that found that doing the ice swims helps reduce chronic pain. But I'll just go ahead and say this about all these studies. We're going to talk about a lot of them. They're just all over the map, and none of them are very controlled or very good. Yeah. So it's hard to really make a judgment call when you're not doing the good research. So the the jumping in a lake um, as part of a polar bear club to make yourself gasp. Have you ever done that? Not jumping in a lake, but gone into like a cold water bath. Well, we jump. We yeah, I did it in high school in a frozen lake. Oh, oh, so you have done that? Yeah, there was a, a church camp that uh, had a, a big like fifty foot slide into the lake, and in yeah. the summer it's a lovely thing, and in the winter, all you know the guys were like, "Well, we're gonna do it," all right? And we did it. And did you go, Jesus? <laughs> no, I didn't. 
No. No. Were you like, oh, this is, oh, I mean, how long were you in there? Spill. I had no idea. About well, that. I slid in and then quickly swam to shore and got out and got warm nice. and ended up on the cover of Guideposts. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shivering yeah. in your little um, polar bear skin bathing suit. Yeah. And by the way, people who sent in that cover of Guideposts that they thought might have been me, good investigative skills, because the way I described it, it could have very well have been me, but it was not me. No. That one's yet to be found. Yeah. So um, the the this idea of jumping in the lake, it's it kind of it somehow not sure how made its way into sports medicine, where it became very big. Cold water immersion. Yeah, like it, you see the NFL player sitting in like an ice tub right. after a game. It's or a LeBron thing. Sure, he likes his ice baths. <laughs> oh, he does. Yeah. Um, and the whole the whole idea behind it is that you've just exerted your muscles, right? And when you exert your muscles, um, they become basically infused and swollen with blood, right? Yeah. So one of the reasons your muscles ache after exercise is because they're swollen, like their their tissue is is just larger than normal, and it causes this ache. Yeah. When you immerse yourself in water, the thinking goes, the hydrostatic pressure outside of your body draws the fluid toward your skin. So it draws it out of the muscles and eventually back into the blood vessels. So it creates or it lessens that aching thing. Yeah. The problem is if you're using cold water immersion for that kind of thing, it doesn't really make any sense because cold water immersion creates vasoconstriction, which means it makes your blood vessels smaller, which would make them less apt to accept the blood from the muscles. Well, there's some people that think it's actually has the reverse effect and is yeah not doing what it says it's doing, but like I said, the opposite. Did you see that study that I sent you? Which one? The the one that had like it was the discussion part had just like a couple of different. Mm, I don't think so. Well, there's this one study I came across, and it was basically a survey of studies, and it it showed like this study found that these people's um, cycling ability. After a cold water immersion, like after, not yeah. you jump in a, an ice bath and then jump on a cycle. Like the day after, right? their cycling ability dropped from like, you know, 13% to like 2%. Yeah. Just, and the only, the only factor involved was cold water immersion. Uh, there's another guy named Joseph Costello. He's an exercise physiologist from the University of Portsmouth in the UK. And he said that uh, there's more evidence coming out that inflammation... Uh, is actually part of the recovery process. So you don't want right. to stop your inflammation. Uh, you want to embrace it, I guess. Right. Well, one of the ways that your muscles adapt is by basically being torn and rebuilding themselves, and they do that through inflammation. Yeah, and that was, by the way, I read an article from the Washington Post called The Big Chill. Yeah. Cryotherapy may be trendy, but does it work? Doesn't sound that way. Not only does it not work, like you were saying, like Costello's finding, there seems to be more and more evidence that it actually has a detrimental effect to where if you're an elite athlete, you do not want to do cold water immersion. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a break and we'll talk a little bit about kind of the cost and what's going on today with this stuff. All right, Josh, a uh, little bit of the nuts and bolts on cryotherapy these days. You will go 
if you're in a big city, you probably already have a cryo spa. Um, it's probably just some some spa bought one of these machines and yeah, is selling exactly. time in it. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean it's dedicated to cryo spying. Well, maybe there's some. Sure, in the biggest of cities, the trendiest <laughs> right. of cities. Uh, but you know, look it up on your internet machine, and uh, if you want to go check it out, you can. It'll cost you about forty or fifty bucks, or you can get like a monthly membership. I saw one in um, Minnesota, which I don't know why they just don't go outside <laughs> right. in the winter and accomplish the same thing. But it was uh, $450 a month but for, you could, for unlimited right. cryotherapy. And you don't want to use it more than once a day. So I did the math, and that's still a savings of about 600 bucks, five 550 If you went every day? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how much it costs to buy one of those. I'm sure it would pay for itself in 10 years. And I wonder if you can eventually just put a tabletop on it and double it as a dining table once you inevitably quit using it. <laughs> put a lamp on it? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, so 40 or 50 bucks a pop, um, and you will be in the... It's really, really cold, and um, it's... I think that's an understatement. Yeah, and it's gas. We, sh- we need to be really clear. You're not in cold water. No. It's dry gas. And that's what saves you. Yeah. From things like frostbite or, or freezing to death or getting hypothermia. Because that's right. It's gas. That liquid nitrogen, when it's exposed to the warmer temperatures of the air and it's released into that thing, it immediately gasifies. Right? Yeah. And we're talking negative 256 degrees Fahrenheit or 160 degrees Celsius. Right. Ne- negative. That is colder than anything on planet Earth. Right. So if you could find a liquid that remained liquid at those low temperatures, right? Yeah. Um, you would uh, basically immediately die when you immersed yourself in it. And the reason why gas, you can expose yourself to temperatures of gas like that rather than liquid is because liquid is um, has a higher heat capacity, which means it absorbs heat more readily. Yeah. And it, it's a great conductor of heat. So it wicks that heat away from your body, um, I think, 25 times faster than air does. Yeah. So you can withstand this this cold cold temperatures again negative two hundred and fifty six degrees Fahrenheit crazy right that's the coldest temperature on Earth right there in that little cryo sauna there's yeah. nowhere else on Earth that's even remotely close to that no um, but you can withstand it for a certain amount of time like I think three minutes is the maximum time yeah that they suggest they say two to three minutes is uh, which I guess that's a plus. You pop in there, you're gone five minutes later. Oh, yeah. If you own one of these things, it's like printing your own money. Yeah. <laughs> aside from the lawsuit payouts. Um, and you will, like I said, two to three minutes at the most, and it penetrates no more than a half millimeter below the surface of the skin um, in the case of the gas. And here are some of the things they say it will help with. Um, okay. Anytime the first one is destroys toxins, then my radar is up. Yeah. Because that's such a broad claim. Yeah. You know? Uh, increases metabolism. That's another one that should yeah. lose your- So you'll actually lose weight, Yeah. right? Uh, boost your immune, immune system and slow aging. Like all of these sound like something you'd see on the right. subway ad in New York. What are the four broadest health concerns <laughs> you have, human? Yeah. yeah. Well, that happens to take care of all of them. Uh, I'm surprised it doesn't say like helps you get sleep or helps you if you're getting too much sleep. Right. Uh, there's probably a spa that advertises that. Probably so. And the reason that they can do this is because, Chuck, it's unregulated. Yeah. There are uh, some states that now offer suggestions on- I um, believe one state. Just one. Nevada? Yeah. 
the one where a lady died doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and talk about her. Okay. Because we're not laughing at her uh, tragic accident because it was awful. We're laughing at the ridiculous lack of oversight on this extraordinarily dangerous machine. Exactly. This was in uh, July of 2015 at a place called Rejuveni- Rejuvenice. Are they for real with that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Maybe that's an all-cryo spa. It's a med spa in Henderson, Nevada. And um, this uh, lady who worked there went in one day and noticed that the machine was already on. And then on the floor next to the machine, she no, saw... No, in the machine. Oh, she was still in the machine? Yeah, with it on. Oh, I didn't think you could lay down in this thing. I thought it just sat you up with your neck sticking out. I think she crumpled. Okay. Yeah. So this thing is kind of shaped like a barrel. Yes. Um, it's not like a bed that you lay down in. No, it's like, you remember that one, um, or on like old timey cartoons where like a guy's taking a schwitz, like they go into that machine and like their head sticks out, but inside is basically like a, a wet sauna. I don't know of what you speak, but Okay, I can picture it. Uh, okay. Say you got into an iron lung and then they stood you up. Okay. That's like that. <laughs> well, at any rate, she found her co-worker, um, Chelsea. Uh, I have no idea how to I pronounce think ache this. or achy? Achy, Sebastian. Uh-huh. Found her frozen solid. Yeah. Dead, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and what they think might have happened was that, because this lady knew how to work the machine. She used the machines yeah, she on worked herself. There worked there and was an advocate. Yeah. So she knew the dangers. Um, so they're thinking is that maybe she bent down to pick something up, got too much nitrogen in her body because you need that proper mix of oxygen and uh, just passed out and then froze because they found that she died from asphyxiation, not from being frozen. Right. And she was, had she taken one, maybe even two breaths, it would have been virtually pure nitrogen. Yeah. And at that concentration or that lack of oxygen um, in the air she was breathing, it would just take one or two breaths for her to immediately lose consciousness. Once she lost consciousness, she was using this thing alone. There was no one to see her, which is why she didn't die of being frozen to death. She died from asphyxiation. It's that inert gas asphyxiation that we talked about in the lethal injection episode. Like It just takes one or two breaths and that's it. Yeah, and now um, the state of Nevada has um, some recommended, uh, they basically said, hey, why don't you just say you've got to be over 18, you've got to be taller than 5 feet, uh, no history of stroke, seizure, or high blood pressure. It's almost like to ride a roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, except for the age thing. Uh, not be pregnant and not have a pacemaker. And these are just suggested guidelines in Nevada at this point. Uh, and they also said it'd also be good if in your office... You knew CPR and you had defibrillators and um, a working phone that could call call nine one one. Yeah, but again, all just recommendations at and this point. They also Nevada also recommended that um, spas who offer cryotherapy post signs that say um, there's no scientific evidence that this right. does anything. So let's we'll talk about. And you got to sign a waiver too that says I could die. Right. You want to talk about the science after a break? Yeah. Okay. So, Chuckers, um, 
there's again, there's a lot of people who are like, this is all hooey, which is weird that it doesn't do anything beneficial. But the only thing that it's been shown to even remotely have an effect on is inflammation. There's very little um, discussion about whether it affects inflammation. Um, and w- that's why Yamauchi originally was using this stuff to to decrease the inflammation in uh, rheumatoid arthritis sufferers, right? Yeah. So it definitely does decrease inflammation. But other than that, everything else is... Um, Kind of a bogus claim, or at the very least, it's a claim that's not backed up by any real science. Yeah, and again, there um, supposedly is mounting evidence that inflammation uh, you don't want to reduce necessarily as an athlete. Right. And that could be a vital part of the process of healing and regenerating. That's right. Uh, so in 2015, there was one study um, that only had 64 participants. And what I found was that they basically picked like young, fit white dudes. Yeah. Uh, for the study. And you, you just can't do that if you're going to get an accurate uh, result. And I think that's what happened. They got a result that most legit scientists have just had to throw out, basically. Right. Well, the 2015 study was a survey and it pooled all of the, like, all of the available studies. And all the available studies together only came to a population size of 64. And yeah, like you said, they were homogenous, basically. Yeah. So that's not good. There's not a lot of investigation about this stuff. There's not a lot of oversight. Yeah, they found another 2012 um, study that said they found no difference between cryotherapy and just the regular ice bath Right. that um, like an athlete might take in the locker room. So why pay all this money to go to a cryotherapy session? So the people who say that say, well, your chances of hypothermia are a lot less. Because you're wet. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. Well, you're not wet in the cryosauna, right? So you're going to, your body's going to um, maintain its its temperature a lot longer. It's not going to lose its temperature heat as quickly. Right. So it's not as dangerous as what some proponents would say. Unless you're wet going in. Yeah, which has happened. Yeah. This, This story just... Is mind-boggling to me. Which one? The guy, um, the sprinter. Yeah, who sh- who really should have known better, right? His name is um, Justin Gatlin. He's an American sprinter for Team USA. Yeah, world famous, world class sprinter. Right. Um, and he was training down in Orlando for uh, Korea, the World Games, I think, the World Championships. And it was hot because it's almost always hot in Orlando, right? Sure. And he goes straight from his workout to the cryo sauna. Yeah, like, what I want to know is why don't they have people with towels saying the one thing you don't want to do is get in here wet? Yeah, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand it either. Like, but, there's a difference between oversight and just being dumb. Right, And but you can make the case that he was very dumb. He walked right into the cryo um, sauna mm-hmm. wearing his wet socks still, and I think possibly his wet shoes. And they he immediately got frostbite. Yeah, his feet froze, and uh, he ended up getting... Uh, uh, he was hobbled, basically. He couldn't even put on his running spikes. Right. So I think he had to withdraw. No. Or no, he actually ran and got and lost to Usain Bolt, of course. Yeah, lost big time. Yeah. But apparently he's back to form, according to this. But the problem was he got frostbite from wearing his socks and his shoes, and the, the blisters and the scars that formed after them were uh, perfectly lined up with the tops of his socks and his running spikes because that's what he was wearing wet in the cryosauna. So that's what, what at least one person's died. You can get hobbled from it, even if you're an elite athlete, if you're not using your noodle. Yeah. What else? 
Uh, well, this one lady sued a company because um, she got frostbite on her hands because they recommended she wear wet gloves. I have no idea why they would say this, but the recommendation was to wear wet gloves, and she ended up getting frostbite in her hands. Wet gloves? So that was it, it wasn't like accidental? They said you should wear wet gloves? Yeah. So here's, in in this article, it's pretty great what the um, spa's reply was to this lawsuit. They said that, um, hey, she signed a liability waiver and she wasn't ensuring her own safety. So apparently she should have been smart enough to not listen to them when they told her to wear wet gloves is what the spa's um, reply to the lawsuit was. One of the thoughts on why this might help is that it might just be a placebo effect. Well, okay, yes. So now we really, I, 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 it's I've been kind of obvious. We're both a little skeptical of this. I think it's fair to say, right? That's right. I'm not being judgmental, though. Like, if you um, want to try this and you feel like you're getting some sort of benefit from it, knock yourself out. Just do it safely and smartly, please. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the skepticism is largely centered around the idea that this is a placebo effect, especially with things like pain relief. Anything that goes beyond inflammation uh, is is probably a placebo. Yeah, they did a study in Australia in 2014. They had 30 young men uh, put them through a what they call a high-intensity workout uh, so they'd get sore, and then they divided them up. They had um, 15 minutes in one of three tubs, uh, very cold water, uh, and nothing like the cryotherapy even, just cold water. Okay. I think it said 50 degrees. Oh, yeah, um, one body temperature water, and then one tub with body temperature water with magic soap. <laughs> they basically said this soap will be beneficial for your recovery. Yeah. And the results showed that they all had equal benefits from the cold bath and the magic soap bath. Uh, and they reported, you know, they all reported less soreness. Basically, basically equal t- between the cold bath and the magic soap bath. And the magic soap. Yeah. All three baths basically being equal. No, I think the the normal bath didn't show as much improvement as the cold bath and the oh yeah you're right bath. cold bath and magic soap bath yeah but regular warm non magic soap bath was whatever yeah but that strongly suggests that there's a placebo effect in exactly. in effect yeah I kind of bungled that it's result. okay man you get it everybody still loves the Chuck okay <laughs> so um yeah this one this was a this is weird do you have anything else. Uh, one more study from a lady named Dane LaRoche uh, from the University of New Hampshire, uh, 2013 study. He found no difference in soreness of strength uh, or strength between runners who iced and who didn't. Um, and like you said, there was a slight drop in inflammation, but uh, muscular benefits were actually, they what they did was it would ice one leg and not the other. Right. And they actually found muscular benefits from exercise were greater in the leg that didn't get iced. Right. So maybe having the opposite effect. Right, which makes sense. Again, like, number one, they're finding out that inflammation in the muscles is part of recovery. It's something you want, like you said, right? Yeah. And to to work against that seems like that would reduce recovery and hence reduce performance afterward. Like, it, it might make your muscles ache less because they're right. not inflamed or engorged with blood. Right. But it's not helping your performance. It, so. Right. And that's ultimately what all the elite athletes are after. They're they're looking to be better the next day. Yeah. Rather than, you know, like, oh, my muscles ache. I don't want to feel them anymore. Yeah. I wonder how many things we are going to look back on 
today like we look back on ancient medicine. This is just like that Road to Wellville stuff. Yeah, and think, can you believe that in the, in 2016 people would get into nitrogen gas chambers yeah, and, and freeze I, themselves? I think that's why it's kind of like, what? Like this, this I thought this was behind us by like a hundred years or something, but we're still doing it. You know why? Because I think as long as there are humans on the earth, they're going to be looking for that fountain of youth. Yeah, it's true. And they're going to pay and try things that seem silly. Yeah, but I will continue to keep an open mind about the possibility that this does have some sort of overlooked effect that we're not, we don't understand yet, because it is pretty serious. Yeah. Exposing yourself to that, like that's just too pronounced of a difference than our norm. I bet at the very least it sucks to go through. <laughs> I'm never going to try it. Yeah. Okay. And I don't even mind being cold. Yeah, I think even if you don't mind being cold, you would mind this. It's probably like torture. Maybe so. It looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you want to know more about cryotherapy, you can type that word into the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. And since I said search bar, it's time for a listener mail. Uh, I'm going to call this a painful shot. Uh, hey, guys. My name is Emily. Recently discovered your show and have been binge listening, walking around campus. I'm a freshman at Harvard University. She drops the H-bomb. The crimson. Uh, I recently listened to Anesthesia and loved it, but one thing stuck out. Uh, one of you, I believe it was me said something along the lines of getting an injection into your gums is the worst experience. But I think I can debunk this. Oh, no. Uh, When I was in my sophomore year of high school, I broke my nose in a high-jumping accident during track practice. I am deathly afraid of needles. Uh, But when I went went in to get it reset, I got five injections right up my nose. Can you imagine a needle in your nostril? No, dude, no. Uh, I had to be pinned down because I couldn't control my hysteria. Uh, (laughs) Not only that... They didn't even numb it high enough in the nasal bridge, and I still felt my nose being reset. Uh, Plus, my nose is still crooked. Man. But I think it gives my face some character. Um, Emily, I haven't seen you, but I bet it does. I think the lesson here is no high jumping. Yeah. She says, I think this beat your gums thing. Sorry if it made you squirm, but I've heard you cover enough things that made my skin crawl to convince, uh, be convinced that you two are not squeamish. Not true. No, that one's pretty bad. Uh, that is from Emily with a Y. Well, thanks a lot, Emily, with the Y. We, well, I guess we kind of appreciate that. Yes, we do. Let's just go ahead and come out and say it. That was awesome. Uh, if you want to see if you can make our skin crawl, give us your best shot. You can try it on Facebook.com slash Stuff You Should Know. You can send us an email to stuffpodcast.howstuffworks.com. You can tweet to us at syskpodcast.com. And you can go type whatever you want into the homepage of stuffyoushouldknow.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. 